Well, it's good this morning to have an opportunity to share with you, as Pastor Ross just mentioned, uh, uh, oh, about towards the end of the week, in fact, late on Thursday night, uh, I got a text from Pastor Mark, and he said, you know, I'm not feeling too well, but, you know, I've felt bad in the past, and uh, it comes and goes, and, but just in case something happens, maybe you should be prepared to, to jump in and, and take over for me on Sunday morning. Uh, and he said this is a pretty busy weekend. He had a Laugh Away event in Charleston, South Carolina. By the way, if you happen to be watching the news last night and you saw Charleston, South Carolina uh, come up and there was a news report that said that Charleston, South Carolina has been turned upside down and it'll be never the same again because it's now been gungarized. We know what that means, right? Okay, so uh, he had an event in Charleston, South Carolina, Friday night and Saturday morning, and I know that lives were touched and changed and marriages were healed as a result of it. He immediately then flew into Springfield, Missouri, and had a, uh, an opportunity last night in Springfield, Missouri, at an event called Stand Up for Marriage. Stand Up for Marriage, with some very well-renowned speakers there, uh, Yoko Sni- no, I never, I'm not going to get this right in pronouncing it, but right, there was a, a guy, Yoko Smirnoff, I thought that's a drink, but I guess it's a guy's name as well. He was speaking. Uh, Chandra Pierce, uh, one of the top uh, Christian comedians, was there. Then the guy that wrote the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, or Women Are From Venus, Men Are From Mars, or Women Are From Somewhere, we have no idea where they're from. You know that book? Uh, he was speaking as well, and Pastor Mark was one of the speakers as well. And uh, was intent, the full commitment was for him to be back here this Sunday morning on the schedule to, to, to preach and to share with you this morning. Uh, but about 10 o'clock, I'd find, I said to him, I said, Pastor Mark, man, if, you, if, you, if you're feeling bad and you, all that, then that's okay. We can, we can manage it. We can do it. And uh, about 10 o'clock last night, I got this text from him and he said, I'm toast. It's yours. <laughs> so you've got the second string old quarterback who's been sitting on the bench for a while. All right. We'll try and make something happen here this morning. I want to talk to you this morning and continue the message uh, that was began last week with Pastor Mark as we are in this process and beginning with this theme that began last week and leading into our time again like we did last year as we're going to be as a church, as all campuses gathering together for a great celebration again uh, at the KI Center on November the 7th. And you'll be hearing more about that as we go along with that over the next couple of weeks. And this year our theme is Support the Vision. And so this morning, I want to take a little bit of time to talk a little bit about this vision and give you a snapshot of what this vision is all about in preparation for that, in preparing your hearts and my heart for what God desires of us in terms of supporting this vision as we look towards it. Now, I want to begin by playing a game with you. I know some of you are nudging the person next to you and said, man, this celebration church is weird. You come to church and they want to play games. All right, hold on to your seats. It's, it's, it's a simple game, all right? It's a game that I want to play with you this morning that will help us in defining the vision. And it's a simple game, and it's t- entitled Two Truths and a Lie. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make three statements. First of all, three statements about myself. Two of them are absolutely true. One's a lie. And I want to see if you can pick out which one's a lie. Are you ready? Maybe I'm going to reveal more of myself than I should, but here goes. All right? First statement, I, Lathan Duncan, was a principal of a school for five years in South Africa. Okay, don't answer yet. That's the first statement. Number two, since living in Green Bay, I have changed my allegiance 
from the Dallas Cowboys to the Green Bay Packers. Hmm, all right. Third statement. While living in South Africa, I had a pet elephant for three years, and I named him Bozo. <laughs> Two of those are absolutely true. One is a lie. All right, let's see how we did this morning. Are you ready? How many of you thought the first statement was the lie? I was a principal of a school in South Africa for five years. Anybody? Wow, so far so good. Not too bad. All right. No, that's the truth. That's the truth. Number two, since living in Green Bay, I've changed my allegiance from the Dallas Cowboys to the Packers. How many think that's a lie? <laughs> Man, you know, since the first service, the same thing. I know in Stephen's point, they all put up their hands because I, they know what a... I can't believe that you actually think number three was the truth. <laughs> While living in South Africa, I had a pet elephant for three years named Bozo. That's the lie. <laughs> Since living in Green Bay, I have changed my allegiance from the Dallas Cowboys to the Green Bay Packers. It's the only way to live in Green Bay and stay safe. I lived in South Africa for long enough, scared that I was going to get hijacked or, or, or beaten up for something. And, I, you know, I've realized what it's like. You know, you just kind of blend in with the crowd. I, can, I wear my Green Bay Packer hat proudly. No, I, I, I do. I'm very, I hardly even look at the score, what's happening with the Dallas Cowboys. That's weird. But anyway, I'm going to do the same thing with the church. Celebration Church. I'm going to give you three statements about Celebration Church. Two of them are absolutely true part of our vision. One is a lie. You ready? First statement. Celebration Church is a multi-site church that broadcasts its message through the use of satellite technology. Statement number one. Number two. Celebration Church is rooted in Christian historical traditions like the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer, which by the way, Pastor Ross, you forgot to pray this morning. Would you all make sure he knows that after the service? All right. <laughs> um, all right. Number, so that's number two, the Lord's Prayer, the doxology, some of the traditional historical things of the church. And then number three, Celebration Church does not allow any laughing in the services, particularly during the message. Anybody got an idea which is the lie? <laughs> I think we'd all get that one right, right? There's no way that you can be a part of the vision of Celebration Church and enjoy the ministry of our two senior pastors and our teaching pastors, Pastor Mark and Pastor Ed, and not have a good laugh as well. Not have a good laugh as well. It's vital to who we are at Celebration Church. It's not because we just want to be funny. It's because it's a way for us to touch people's hearts and lives. If you come to church, Celebration Church, and you experience an experience at Celebration Church, and you leave without cracking a smile after a service, you've been sucking on a lemon all weekend long. <laughs> and that's not so nice. Now, why did I play this game with us to start out this morning? Well, part of the reason is just to help to get to know you, to get to know me a little bit better, and maybe help you to get to understand the vision of Celebration Church a little bit better. Because if we are going to support the vision, we need to have a clear picture of what that vision is. So we want to support that vision. Now this morning I'm going to read to you a passage of Scripture out of Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. And I'm going to read it out of four different translations. And helping us to kind of have a clearer picture 
a snapshot of what the vision is and why a vision is so important, all right? So let me begin with the, first of all, it's in the King James Version. How many of you know that the King James Version is the Bible that Jesus used? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, no. no I, it, King James Version, Jesus didn't have a Bible. He had, uh, uh, but, you know, most of us, traditional church sometimes thinks of the King James Version. Unless you read the, know the King James Version, the these and the thous and the so forths, uh, you know, there's a problem. No, but listen to the King James Version. It is a good version of the Bible as well. It, verse, Proverbs 29, verse 18, it says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. Wow. But he that keepeth the law is happy. Listen to the New Living Translation. When people do not accept divine guidance, they do what? Run wild. Wow. Kind of sounds a little bit like our nation at times, doesn't it? Or maybe your home or my home. Hmm. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. The New International Version puts it this way. Where there is no revelation, the people do what? Cast off restraint. There's no revelation. No direction from God. They're just going to cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. And then the final version, the Message Bible, which I love because sometimes it puts it into real simplistic terms. And for Lathan Duncan, simple is good. All right. If people can see what God is doing, they do what? Stumble all over themselves. I don't know about you, but I don't like stumbling all over myself. You know, at my age, sometimes that's hard not to do, especially in the middle of the night when I have to get up and go, oh, I won't go there. All right, but you know, keep from stumbling. But unless we can see what God is doing, unless we have a clear vision, a clear focus, a clear look, 2020 vision, we will stumble all over ourselves. And so hopefully this morning I'm going to take a few minutes to try and get a bit of a clear vision of who we are at Celebration Church. What I want to do this morning is help us to see, to know what it means to support the vision. Can you all see that quite clearly? No, you can't. That, just because I told you to support the vision doesn't mean what's up there. That's not very clear. It's got to be clear. I'm hoping to be able to help us to see how to support the vision. That's clear. Now I can see. All right? Well, I can do like Pastor Ed does. (laughs) Scribble on it. All right? Support the vision. Having a clear picture. So I want to try and do that for a few moments this morning. And then at the last part of the message, I want to try and define for us four ways that we can actually, how do we support the vision that I want to challenge us with. But first of all, what is our vision? What is our mission? Now, I'm sure that many of you have heard some of these uh, phrases, some of these words, some of the direction before. Some of you, maybe if you're new and only been around for a short while, maybe many of you have only been a part of Celebration Church for the last six months, nine months, maybe 12 months, and you're still determining what Celebration Church is and, and who we are. So some of you may have heard some of this, but I want to just communicate it one more time to all of us, all right? Who are we at Celebration Church? Well, we are a church, a family that challenges people to experience, follow, and celebrate Jesus. 
Experience God. We will challenge you as often as we can. But every single Sunday experience and, and time together to experience God. A time, opportunity to challenge you to follow God. To celebrate Jesus and what He's doing in our lives. And we do that simply in three ways. Alright? First of all is to be real. Now you've heard us talk about that before. And you've maybe heard me mention that very often in a service. And talking about challenging people to be real. But I want to just kind of build on that a little bit. But be real. The first way is by compelling people to live common sense Christianity. We're not looking for perfect people. How many people here this morning are perfect? No hands up on that one either. Alright? We're not perfect, are we? We're not perfect. We're not looking for perfect people. We're looking for people that maybe have imperfections that God is working on, that God is challenging, that God is healing, God is changing. We're not looking for perfect people. If you have made mistakes in the past, so have we. We don't care how you dress, what music you listen to, or where you come from. We understand that God has made us all different, and that's a good thing. Turn and look at the person next to you. They look a little different, don't they? They look different to you, don't they? All right? How many of you are so glad that the person next to you doesn't look just like you? Imagine if everybody in this church this morning looked like me. Now, I may think that's cool, but I can promise you that would be kind of weird. All right? I, don't, I was going to say I remember, but I don't know whether I do remember a whole lot of this. But when I was born many years ago, 57 years ago to be exact, my mom and dad, as I was born, I'm sure my mom and dad looked at this little baby boy and I'm sure my mom in particular said, oh, he is so beautiful. I don't know whether I've ever seen a baby that's beautiful. Now, I, know, I know you ladies, I'm, I forgive, forgive me for saying, I know, most time when a baby's first born, it's kind of scary. I want to say, can we send him back and try another one? It's kind of scary. They grow into beautiful, but boy, initially. So, but, but they look different. We are all different. We're different. God has created us different. Thank goodness that we're different. And we about the Celebration Church, part of our vision is to, is, is to, no matter what your background is, whether you are Puerto Rican or South African or just Wisconsinan, that's okay. All right? We're a church that challenges people to belong. We're all about creating an environment for people to succeed. A place that they can feel safe, even though they may fail. We're a family. Family is good. Even sometimes in a family that's not 100% clicking. Because we've probably, we've all come from, we're all part of families like that. You know, there may be some dysfunction. And there's some dysfunction in the Celebration family. I, there's no doubt about that. There's some dysfunction in Latham Duncan, one of your pastors. I'm not going to tell you about it, but no. But the truth of the matter is, is we're a family. And we are a family that is wanting to help people feel safe and be able to belong and become a part of that family. It is good to belong to the family of God. Amen? We're a church that has challenged people to become, helping people fulfill God's purpose for their life. Every single person here this morning has a purpose for their life. You may know pretty clearly what that may look like. You may have a clear vision of what that is. You may be still trying to clarify that vision, get more 2020 vision. But there is a purpose. God has a purpose for your life. He's directing a purpose and a plan for your life. And we want to be a part to help with the potential to partner with you, to equip you and help you to grow, to become all that God has designed you to be. Celebrating people. 
Celebrating God. Celebrating life. Part of the vision of Celebration Church. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Ed and Pastor Mark, we had a meeting with, with the two of them and the campus pastors and representatives from the network of the church in Tulsa were up and all of us got together and we were just talking a little bit more about the vision of the church and how we can clarify that vision and set in vision. And there's a couple of additional things that came out of the meeting I want to just quickly communicate with you to try and help to clear the vision. Because if we're going to support the vision, we're going to have a, a good idea of what this looks like. First of all, we're a place that offers great public multi-generational experiences like we're experiencing here on a Sunday morning. You can feel confident when you come to church and you come to a service, and even if you want to call it a mass, when you come to mass on a Sunday morning, all right, that it's going to be a quality, it's going to be ex- um, uh, excellence, it's going to be a service that you can come and feel uh, as a public expression a good about and positive about. All right, multi-generational, because it's important to multi to have an experience like with the adults, but then also with our children's ministry, with our young adult ministry, with the, every ministry we have here at Celebration Church, that it is a good, excellent ministry that can impact and touch lives and be important and help create multi-generational. You see, it's not just about me, but it's about my children. And it's not just about my children, it's about my grandchildren. And it's not just about me, it's about my great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren. I thank God that as I stand here today, I'm a third generation, and my children are fourth generation, and my grandchildren are going to be a fifth generation of born-again, Bible-believing, spiritual Christians, creating an inheritance that will, will serve them as they continue to walk out their relationship with God. All right? Important. Secondly, we are a place where... Where Christian historical traditions are celebrated. We take communion every Sunday. We do say the Lord's Prayer when Pastor Ross does, does, remembers to do so. And Pastor Lathan as well. At each one of the campuses. We do say the Apostles' Creed. Because it's an important part of who we are. We do. And we've just started. But we're going to continue to do, have the, sing the doxology. As part of the, some of the traditions. Historical traditions that are important to the faith. We do place an emphasis on the work of the Holy Spirit, a charismatic community, important part of who we are. We do place a strong uh, importance on the teaching and preaching with two men, two brothers, Pastor Mark and Pastor Ed, that, are, that are communicate God's Word in a very clear and simple way to impact. The we have a big vision. It's simply saying to you today this morning, we've got a big vision. We've got a big mission. We've got a big call. Celebration Church, we have a big God. And we want to be a part of all that He... You know, I was this past week in teaching the class on the Holy Spirit, uh, this past Wednesday, talking a little bit about how the Holy Spirit is God. He's one of the persons of the Trinity. We talk about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God. And so the attributes, the characteristics of God are in the Holy Spirit as well. And talking about that, I was, had just, we were talking a little bit about it. And I shared with everybody that God, part of His attribute is that He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He is everywhere. Do you know that you can't get away from God? Even if you get in your little boat and get out onto, lake, onto, onto the bay... And you go past that island that stinks to high heaven with all those birds on it. All right? And you sit there in your boat. You can't get away from God. 
You look around. God's going to come motoring up right next to you on his boat and he'll be holding his nose just like you are as he went past that bird island. But God is there. You can't get away from God. He's everywhere. He's that bigger God. And yet because of his bigness and his vastness, he still loves to mess with us individually. Messing in your heart, messing in my heart, messing in our lives, touching our lives, bringing healing and wholeness. A big vision. Part of the the vision of Celebration Church is why we even are a multi-site church is we want to reach out and see lives, people touched with the simple gospel of Jesus Christ, transformed by the power of God, not by the word of a man, but by the power of the Holy Spirit working in their hearts and their lives. Let me give you a couple examples of men and women that have had a big vision and what that accomplished. Now, you may be able to put some names to these, all right? I'm not going to put some names except for one. But what about a musician? You know, a great musician, when he has this vision inside, and he, I'm sure a musician will hear notes, and, and, and uh, as he's putting together a, a, a song or, a, or a, um, some music, he begins to hear it, it begins to be, the vision begins to be clarified, and then, and then he's able to, uh, or he or she is able to play. What about a dancer? A dancer sees the steps before them. As that dance is unfolding and they begin to put together a dance that impresses. Uh, I, I was fortunate. Um, I have three daughters and a wife. It should be a wife and three daughters. It should go that way, right? Okay. So I have a wife and three daughters. All right. All three, all four of them are dancers. They love to dance. So believe me when I tell you, I have sat through hours and hours and hours of dance recitals. Praying, I just want to go to a football game. God's blessed me. I've got nothing but grandsons now except for one granddaughter. But anyway, uh, loving it, but seeing the dance and those steps being the vision before it actually, as it's taking place. A sportsman, imagining the play before it happens. A leader, thinking through the process before asking people to follow. You know, with Pastor Mark, when he began this whole Laffeyweight marriage event, it was a vision that got birthed in his heart and began to unfold and began to happen and began to see it touching lives of people all over the world. I heard this morning, on a quick little side note here, the west side, Pastor Bob said right before service this morning, he got a phone call from his brother, his younger brother in Iraq, who's serving in duty in Iraq right now. And it was about 20 minutes before the, the, the service on the west side, and his brother was so excited. He said, you're not going to believe this. He said, you know, Iraq, he said, right now I'm a little bit bored. How can you be bored when you're in the front line? Anyway, he was a little bit bored. And he said, but what I wanted you to see was there's a massive poster at his outpost or wherever he is stationed in Iraq of Pastor Mark Gunga and Laffy Way to a Better Marriage. And they're doing those events with the, with the chaplains over there. You see, Celebration Church, we're touching lives beyond just Green Bay and the campuses. All right? That vision that was, that's birthed is a part of seeing that vision. Jesus communicated the vision to his followers. And so when they took place, they were prepared because of the truth that came across. That vision, clear vision, supporting the vision to see it clearly. All right. Hopefully I've been able to give you a snapshot this morning of a little bit of the vision of Celebration Church. Maybe some of you have heard. Maybe it's a new unfolding for you. Maybe it's just a confirmation of some things. But a wonderful... Now... In closing, I want to give you four ways of how you can support the vision. How you and I can support the vision 
of Celebration Church. And I'm going to do it with four, four words and write them on the board here. You know, because I am kind of simple, I use, want to use, try to find words that all begin with a P and all end with an A-Y. Okay? So in doing that, here's what I came up with. How can you support the vision? Number one, and we're going to talk about this right at the end, but I'm going to put it up here as number one. The way we can support the vision of Celebration Church is to pay. All right, hold on. That, we'll get back to that one. Number two, how can we support the vision of Celebration Church? We can pray. All right. Number three, how can we support the vision of Celebration Church? We can play. And then the fourth one, the final one, how can we support the vision of Celebration Church? We can pro-lay. I know most of you are nudging each other saying, what the heck is pro-lay? I have no idea, but I'll try and figure it out here in a minute, all right? Let's go first to pray. Pastor Mark has been challenging Celebration Church to create a prayer list. A simple prayer list for personal needs and over the next 90 days to pray into it. Many of you have done that. If you haven't, do it. I want to suggest that you add one to that or maybe create another list. Add to that list Celebration Church and the vision of Celebration Church. Pray. Pray for that. What if our prayers, what if our prayers are able to move the hand of God? What if our prayers are able to cause, through the prayers, to cause lives to be changed? What if our prayers can cause the heavens to be opened and hearts to be convicted of sin? What if our prayers for the celebration church and the vision can cause people to choose to do the right thing, to walk in righteousness? My challenge to us is, how do you support the vision? Pray for the vision. Pray for God to continue to lead us, for God to continue to direct us, for the leaders of the church. Psalm 34, verses 1 to 22 out of the New Living Translation. I'm not going to take time to read that whole chapter, but I want to encourage you to do so. It's a wonderful, the psalmist is talking about praying, praying to God and seeing God's hand moved. Pray for the vision. A wonderful way that you can support the vision of Celebration Church is by praying. Number three, play. What do I mean by play? I want to encourage you this morning. You want to support the vision of Celebration Church? Join with the family of Celebration Church to help make it happen. In other words, find a way to get in the game, not on the sidelines. How many of you just hate backseat drivers? Oh, you know, this past summer we were in South Africa visiting and uh, we're there with Pastor Mark as he did some of his events and... Um, I'm hoping my wife is out in the lobby and she can't hear this. And uh, uh, but anyway, we we, we were we spent a lot of time with my wife's parents who 80, 81, 82, and it was wonderful. And uh, that we, when we first got there, I did most of the driving, and of course they drive on the right side of the road instead of the wrong side of the road, and whatever, a whole different thing. And the traffic's a little bit different. But when we first started traveling around, I would turn to her parents and say, "Which way should I go? What should I do?" And they would they told me. Unfortunate part was they never stopped telling me. For the next three weeks, every time we, we went somewhere, it was 
turn right, turn left, go straight, go back, too fast, too slow, watch out, this corner here, you know, this person had, it was kind of funny, because my father-in-law, we would go down the same road, we must have gone down the same road 20 times, and every time we went down that same road, he told me about the story of how somebody couldn't take that corner and, and, and had an accident, it was as if that person was still right there, and that accident probably happened six months ago, but, you know, we heard about it, you know, there was a part of me that almost wanted to turn around and say, Mom, do you want to just get up here and drive? You want to take the wheel? What I'm trying to say to you is, here, join us. Get in the game. Be a part of the vision. Find a place to play in the team. I remember a couple of uh, watching a football game and seeing these big offensive linemen getting ready to walk up to the line of scrimmage and where the ball is and getting ready for the next play. And as they broke from the huddle, joining hands, holding each other's hands and walking up. I kind of used to think, I wondered myself, I wondered the, de- the defense were looking at thinking, oh, these guys are holding hands. What's going on here? But what, they hold, holding hands, because they were part of the team. They were going to get those distances and those gaps right. They, they were there. They were holding hands because they had a vision and a purpose in mind, being a part of that. How can you support the vision? Come play with us. Come play with us. The la- third one, prolay. All right, that's the one that doesn't really mean anything, but it does start with a P and end with an A-Y. And what I was trying to, what well, the word I wanted to use there is the word protect. How can you support the vision? By protecting the, the vision. Protecting what you hear and what you know and what you understand and how you communicate it and how you speak and how you're part of it. By defending that, that, that vision. Being a part of protecting what God has given to us here and what God is doing in and through us. Again, we're not perfect. We're not the only church. We don't have the only vision. But we're a part of what God is doing throughout the world. And I'm excited to be a part of that. Now the last one, which is actually the first one, you know, the first shall be last and the last shall be first, so we're going to put it here, is the one pay. And I'm going to invite the ushers if they would go ahead and come, and I'm going to ask them if they would hand out, here this, this morning, a little card that says support the vision on it, and I'm going to ask them as fast as they can to get one to every person here this morning. All right? And we're going to, I'm going to talk to you just a little bit about it, how you can support the vision by paying. All right? As we prepare for our gathering on, on November the 7th, we're going to gather together with all the campuses and have a great celebration and expression of who God is and how, what God has done for us here at Celebration Church. We are going to have a one-time offering like we did. We, we do something like this every year. And many of you in the past have stepped up generously and given uh, over and above your tithe towards the vision of Celebration Church. There's been a great response, and we are trusting God for a great response again this year as we do something like that again. You'll notice on this, on this card, the one side is a place for you to fill out and, and to mark which campus you're a part of, what amount that you are, are committing uh, to, to give on that day. We're not asking for you to give it today. We're looking to bring it on uh, November the 7th at the KI Center. But that side of the card is, 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 is there for you to complete. And we're going to ask you in the offering this morning, if you fill it out, to drop it in the offering plate this morning or fill it out and make sure you bring it next Sunday. One of the challenges is so often we think about something like this and then we forget about it again. So we want to challenge you to do so. The part on the side is for you. Fill in the mount there and take, tear that off and keep that with you as you prepare for that, that, that day, that time together uh, as, we, as we gather as in part of that vision. For some of you, you will be able to do more than just those amounts that are on that card from 
just even from your overflow that God has blessed you with, or your, maybe your business. For some of you, it'll be more of a sacrifice. But our challenge is that everybody is a part of a way to respond, is how can we support the, the vision? All right, let me ask a quick question of each of us. Have you ever prayed for God to bless you financially? I'm sure many of us have. You know that sometimes our prayers can be dangerous? Because when God begins to answer that prayer, begins to favor us, begins to allow our resources or maybe a business that we have to grow and and develop and things begin to happen in in, in that way, sometimes we begin to hoard and hold on. And the challenge to all of us is that God raises us up and particularly gifts some people with favor so that they financially are able to sow into the kingdom of God, into the vision of the kingdom of God, whether it may be Celebration Church or even beyond, that we can be effective in reaching out and touching people's lives. You know, I tried to find this statistic before this morning, and unfortunately I wasn't able to do so, but I know there's a statistic I've seen somewhere uh, in the past, that for every person that comes to a relationship with Jesus, accepts Christ into his life, is a it costs somebody something. Because somebody gave. Somebody gave so that you could experience and hear the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the world. And it, and it, it, it costs somebody something. So our challenge again is, is that support the vision. Find a way to do so. One of those, there's four, there may be some others. But ways that we can support the vision as we prepare to do that. I'm going to invite our ushers if they would come. As we prepare for communion this morning and the worship team as they return back to the stage, as we kind of bring our service to a close this morning, I want to share in preparation for communion. In a few minutes, we're going to be partaking of communion together. We're going to be holding in our hand a piece of bread that represents the body of Christ. We're going to be holding in the other hand the cup, grape juice or wine that represents the blood of Jesus. But I heard some time ago this brief, simple phrase that said this. We are most like God when we give. We are most like God when we give. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave. And we know the last part of that verse. He gave His Son, Jesus, to come and die for us, for our sins. In a few moments, I'm going to lead us in a prayer that if you've never accepted Christ into your life, if you've never prayed a simple prayer like that, like we're going to be praying in a a moment, in response to the truth of that verse, that Jesus came and gave his life for you, paid the price for you, you'll have an opportunity to do that in just a few moments. But even taking it further, that even as we give, that we're most like God when we give, and saying, God, I want to be generous in my giving, generous in all that you have given to me, that I may be a channel for your grace, your power, your love, your finance, all to flow through me. But this morning, if you're here this morning and you've never accepted Christ into your life, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to invite all of us this morning to pray this simple prayer, to repeat it after me. And if you're praying it this morning for the very first time, based upon God's word, when I come to realize that I'm a sinner, that I cannot live, I cannot do enough, I cannot be good enough, I cannot do it in my own strength. 
I need Jesus. The Word of God says the wages of sin is death. But the gift, the giving of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So as you pray this prayer, if you're praying it from your heart for the first time, you'll be, there's an experience, what we talk about as being born again, that can happen this morning. Begin that walk of seeing salvation in your heart and your life. So would you bow your heads with me this morning? And if you just repeat this simple prayer after me, would you say this with me? Dear Lord Jesus, something in my heart tells me I need you. I now confess my sin and repent of my sin. And by faith, I ask you to come into my life as my Savior and my Lord. Amen.